your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 529 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains following the best vibes weekend we've had in quite some time. Back to back 5-2 wins up against the Detroit Red Wings at a home and home. Back to back Hatties. First career Hatties nonetheless for Matthew Joseph and Josh Norris. Mad Sogard gets his first NHL win. What more could you ask for if you're a Sens fans for this weekend? Woo! You could ask for a great recap, which we'll get into. Plus, Belleville played a 3-3, so we've got that to cover as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the show starts. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, April 4th, and Pilsy. For the first time since February 7th and 8th, the Sens have won back-to-back games in regulation. Yeah, that is a beautiful sight. And not only just back-to-back games, but up against the same team. And a team that, you know, people in NHL media are saying, ah, I think the Red Wings may be ahead of schedule uh, when you're looking at the Senators uh, in regards to their rebuild. Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not so sure about that. Two back-to-back 5-2 wins, and the Sens were absolutely buzzing out there when two guys get hat-tricks and you get a first NHL win for a goalie. Like, I'll say it, Ross, the Senators are ahead of the Red Wings in their rebuild. Let's make that very clear. Well, there's another chance to prove it coming up soon. I believe it's about a week and a half away that Detroit will play well, it'll be in Detroit against Ottawa once again. There's some games in between now and then, including a date in Montreal tomorrow night. We're going to save that preview for tomorrow. But out of these two Detroit-Ottawa games, Pilsy, which one got you more fired up? Goalie-friendly show, so I want to say the first one, but it was the Sunday matinee game. I mean, Josh Norris getting the hattie at the end there. The It was honoring Mr. Melnick. Uh, they had a wonderful tribute at the start of the game with uh, his seat in the box illuminated. The boys were playing this one in honor of him, and Brady Kachuk said it. They wanted to give their best effort, and that's what they did. So, I think the Sunday matinee game and the Sens, I feel like don't regularly do well in matinee games. So it was nice to have a refreshing five, two win. And Nikita Zaitsev's goal was hilarious too. Zub had a goal. So I don't know. It was just, it was just great vibes. Then we did an hour long postcast (laughs) after the show or after the game. So uh, yeah, definitely Sunday is my answer. All right. Well, let's stick with Sunday. It's a little fresher in the front of our mind. We will touch on the Friday game. Shout out the Great Dane. We'll talk about how that nickname has officially caught on inside the Senators locker room. But about the game Sunday, this one, it was a 5-2 win. But if you had told me with four minutes left that they were going to lose this game, eh, I might have believed you the way that third period unfolded. 
Yeah, Ross, you were probably pretty nervous with your $62 regulation money line uh, bet <laughs> hanging in the balance there. But the boys pulled through for you. And luckily, there was there was a moment um, where Nikita Zaitsev hauls down a guy on a breakaway. And not only is it looking like a penalty, for a second, I thought it was going to be a penalty shot. But then worst case scenario, there might be a goal on the play. So Luckily, they reviewed it. They decided it wasn't a good goal because that would have been a TSN turning point and that could have really shifted things in the Red Wings' favor. So it ends up just being a penalty. They, Yeah, they kill that penalty off, don't they? Yes. Larkin doesn't score there. So yeah, they kill the penalty off and it kind of wipes that away. But yeah, Detroit did make a massive push in that third period. I'm just looking up the shots now. In the third period, they outshot the Sens 17-8. to So... Although the Sens, they have the the stats when tra- or sorry when leading after two periods are very favorable for them. That one did get close, and I think that's why it was exciting too because it was like, oh, they might let this one slip, and it's like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna end this game at a five two win. No yeah, big deal. A part of that is how they've tightened up on the PK. The Sens penalty yes. killing units have killed ten straight. Going back to Anthony Duclair's power play goal against the Florida Panthers, but it was excellent in Detroit on Friday, going five for five. And then they only had the two opportunities, but that crucial one late in the third period certainly could have spun momentum even further. With six minutes left, Zaitsev gets that holding penalty in uh, in a breakaway situation. So Detroit outshoots Ottawa seventeen to eight in the third period, but then you look and Ottawa ends up outscoring them 2-1 in the same period. So certainly it worked out well, even though, yeah, two of them both were empty netters. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. They don't ask how. They ask how many. And Christ it, wouldn't have stopped those anyways, Ross. Yeah, the way he let that Zub goal in. Was that the ugliest goal of these two games? It wasn't great, but I, I'm convinced it did get deflected quickly. Yeah, but still, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it, it doesn't look great because either way, like, you got to have your stick on the ice if you're a goalie and that just goes right through the the pipes no or uh, the legs no traffic nobody getting in front of them nothing like that shot from far out not even that hard of a shot either so definitely that's one that he's got to have but since he missed it Leems Martian got to be a part of the second ever Zoob goal announcement and shout shout out the PA announcer for uh the Sens uh, allowing John, the fans John Trottier yeah, great allow- we got to give him a shout out legend Definitely allowing the fans to finish that. Like that's those are the kind of touches that this this team needs. Like it was like at at eleven eleven when you go Alfie. Like that's they need things like that to keep it fun. So I, I'm glad that's now a tradition. Let's stick with the off ice uh, moments from Sunday, and then we'll get back to some enormous performances. And again, for our Sen Central standouts, you can check out the postcast after each game. We hit over a thousand on each of them for the first and second time. So. Shout out the Red Wings for making it goal night, point night. And we said that we needed a couple point nights. And what do the Sens do? They score 10 goals in two games against their division rival. The Sens are going to be bullying Detroit for years to come. Like that is a team. Yeah, it's just the skeleton. They have more pieces coming. If you look at the under 21 scoring leaders in the Swedish league, it's like Red Wing, Red Wing, Red Wing, Red Wing, Red Wing. Shocker. They they go back to the well there after having Eric so much Gang strands down there too. Don't get don't oh, uh, leave yeah. him out of the picture. Yeah, yeah, fair. But just saying this isn't gonna be the completed version of Detroit, no. much like Ottawa. A lot of their pieces are already in the NHL lineup, but they were getting bullied around. No, no less of which was their number one defenseman, who often does the bullying in Maurice side, or Brady made it his mission to make his life absolutely miserable. But I said we got to touch on the off-ice stuff. 
Mr. Melnick, that great video tribute, about three and a half minutes long. Most touching part for me was his daughter having the the moment there after he had his liver transplant, just thanking the fans uh, for allowing her, her to to have seven more years with uh, with her father ultimately. So uh, really sad situation, of course. I thought it was all class the way they blacked out uh, his box, had all the lights off, but then had the flowers, had the name bar on his seat. And it's just, you don't often see that with owners. A lot of them are quiet. A lot of them are in the background, but not Melnick. He was there with this Sens jersey on, ready to rock and roll, game in and game out. And talk about a powerful moment, having the Ukrainian national anthem right before, of course, his uh, where his ancestors are from. Um, so that was an enormous moment there. And then to top it off, is Sophia Pierce the number one anthem singer the Sens have had all year? That that girl can absolutely belt it out. Oh yeah, great great job singing the anthem, and uh, she's got oh, a couple of her front teeth missing too, so you'll love to see that <laughs> at a hockey game. Uh, but just a yeah. big Chris Neal fan. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or Travis Hamnick or Austin yeah. Watson or the name the list goes on. <laughs> but um, yeah, the the tribute was great, and I think that's one thing that was cool about the Senators, like. It, there was good and bad about it, but there's not a lot of teams, and uh, they talked about this on 31 Thoughts uh, podcast. There's not a lot of teams that are now owned by like one person. Like it's like groups, uh, financial companies. Like it's just boring conglomerates of money that now own these teams. It was fun having a wacky rich guy uh, own this team, and sure, the outbursts they they got a little crazy sometimes, but hey. Ross, as podcast daily podcasters for the Senators, it gave us a lot to talk about, and there was, and still is, never a dull day in Sensland, and we we got to thank Mr. Melnick for that. That's for sure. Yeah, and today's news is Jake Sanderson yes. meeting the media for the first time. We'll tell you what he has to say about coming to Ottawa. Of course, we've got more to break down from these two Detroit Ottawa games over the weekend, and it's a skills session day. For the Ottawa Senators, uh, local skills coach Pat Malloy is putting the boys through the paces out on the ice. So no lines today, but they got right back into it tomorrow. I'm assuming they'll travel to Montreal this afternoon and be ready to take on the Habs to avenge Pilsy's 5-1 live viewing. Oh, that's tough, Pilsy, especially after you see Martian having a time last night, me having a time in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, buddy. We'll get you on April 23rd. And if coming. you haven't booked your tickets for april 23rd you can do that through our link tree we've got um a perfect click bang boom and you're all of a sudden bingo, right bango, on the bongo. page bingo bango bongo that's just it so stay tuned for all that or go grab your tickets now we will have more news about what is coming up in terms of the pre-game meetup coming up uh by the end of the week i'll put myself on that kind of deadline but pilsy before we get to all that you've got a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Yes, thank you to the sponsors that keep this show going. Them and the fans are keeping us going. And what better sponsor when, when you're talking about keeping going than Built Bar? It's the protein bar that fuels this podcast. And there's so many different cool things to check out. If you haven't yet, go to Built.com and just see all the options they have. They have great flavors and great products. Have you tried the Puffs? The Puffs are really cool because... If you like marshmallows, you're thinking of uh, back being a kid, making s'mores and uh, roasting marshmallows. Well, how about if you knew there was protein-infused marshmallows available only at Built.com, the Puffs. There's incredible flavors. There's cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, anything you can consider they've thought of and they make it 
taste amazing. Built, Gar- Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, even the puffs. So you chocolate lovers are going to love it. Low calorie, high protein, low sugar, high fiber. It's a nutritional grand slam. So go to Built.com and check out all the favorite flavors. If you're new, we recommend getting a mixed box because then you can try every flavor for yourself. And at Built Bar, they're all about the taste, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You know it. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your next order. One more time for the people all the way in the nosebleeds, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. A reminder that you can advertise at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can reach out to us on Twitter at Send Central, Instagram LockedOn.Senators, or shoot us a message through our YouTube. We want to make your business great and reach a local audience that's ready to help local businesses. So let us know on Twitter at Send Central or through our YouTube page. All right, Pilsy. So two games of hockey wasn't enough for Brady Kachuk this weekend. Did you see the scenes in Westboro or uh, Wellington West, I should say, where uh, he joined the Hattrick kids for a nice little game after? Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And talk about a guy that just eats, sleeps and breathes hockey. I think he was even, uh, Ross, you're telling me that uh, Sanderson and him went and saw Nick Holden's kids hockey game. So not only are they playing at a pro level, they're playing in the streets and they're going checking out uh, minor league kids hockey games as well. So that's what you love to see from a captain. And uh, those kids are going to have those memories for the rest of their lives. And I'm sure you've, you've got a handful of Sens fans there that uh, now can kind of relate and be like, hey, that's Brady, our neighbor. We played hockey with him and he's the captain of our local team. So beautiful stuff with beautiful game. It's awesome. And uh, it was Andy Morrissey who put out the photo. Of course, he's been a Sen Central citizen yep. before. He explained why there are so many Mikel Bodker jerseys in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. He was a very popular uh, neighbor and teammate as well. So just awesome. And and those kids, they're getting a crash course in leadership as well, whether they know it or not. Like the he he didn't even change out of his suit. Eh? He's still he's still wearing the button up. He's yeah. As I commented on Andy's photo, he's 22 going on 12. And I think he loves it just as much as the kids. And that really resonates, I think, with the community. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. And then the parents, too, they're like, this is a good dude. And he's not he's not doing it for a photo shoot. He's not like calling over camera crews. You know what I mean? Like he he just sees kids playing hockey and he's into it. Do you think a certain Toronto Maple Leaf might bring a camera crew? Yeah, him and Biebs bringing the, <laughs> the whole MTV crew along with them to get photo shoots. Yeah, uh, to show off those reversible jerseys. Oh, geez. No, it, it's awesome what uh, the Sens community is getting up to. And um, yeah, I also told you too there, he Brady and, and Sanderson went to Nick Holden's kids game. That, that's just awesome. It just shows how tight-knit this team is right now. And it's so unfortunate. I, I'm looking right now, the Sens just posted Jake Sanderson's media availability. We have some quotes to tell you about uh, coming up in that, but... Oh, the brace on his hand, like he's so close, but so far from being an Ottawa Senator. Looks great wearing the team swag, though, eh? Yeah, absolutely. It looks great in the locker room. Like, let's just get this guy going. We're all fired up that he's finally here. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a couple more notes. Let's count down your top three moments from the weekend. We can draft Ooh, them. How okay. about that? How about we draft a little Mount Rushmore 
of weekend moments. I think there's enough for eight total. We can go on ice, off we'll ice. Figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay, little, uh, and this is impromptu, so we'll see how this uh, how this unfolds. We'll do snake draft. Do you want to go first or second? I'll I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first. All right. Well, after watching Nick Paul get three assists, a spinorama, he's looking good in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Sense fans would be a little upset if the return didn't do the same. How about seven points in two games for Mattia Joseph? How about 49 shot attempts for at even strength and 10 against the best among Ottawa Senators? Mattia Joseph not only is a central standout, but the moments how he affects a game outside of when he's scoring have impressed me just as much. That penalty he took was not a penalty. That was an no. unbelievable defensive play where he lifted uh, whoever it was stick. Larkin, so, of all people. Yeah. yeah. Larkin's a bit of a, a whiner, eh? He's got to see. I guess he can talk to the official, but he he's not. He's I'd seen be whining, too, if I was stuck in Detroit like him. Yeah, we had a Sen Sicko uh, moment as well. Uh, maybe I'll save that. But Matthew Joseph, number one star of my weekend for sure. Just And then not only does he get the hat trick, the four-point night, but then he doubles down with a three assist performance yeah. on Sunday. Hell of a weekend for the new senator. Absolutely. Yeah. The guy, the guy scoring goals and dishing out apples like, like no tomorrow. So that was just that. And that's the kind of trade acquisition sense fans been waiting for, for a long time. Like pro scouting has just fallen flat on their face so many times in the recent history. So it's nice that they finally get a W and a big one at that with Matthew Joseph. And yeah, I think if you were to ask him, he's probably pretty stoked about being in Ottawa now because if you read Ian Mendez article in the athletic Ross, he uh, had a career high in ice time over 20 minutes in one of the games. I forget which one Sunday Sunday. Okay. Um, All sends forwards in ice time. Yeah. That's, that's pretty rare for, for a guy like him who before he, his uh, high was 18 minutes with the lightning and in his entire time with the lightning, he barely gets any power play time. Now he's lightening up on the power play and DJ Smith said it, and I take him for his word here. This line of Kachuk, Norris, and Joseph, that wasn't just a blender thing because Tyler Ennis was out of the game. We're going to see that regularly now. And that shifts the entire format of this lineup because then you get Batherson playing with Stutzla to add a little uh, flair to that second line. And then you get Connor Brown on that third line and... Things are looking real nice here. So, yeah, definitely Matthew Joseph, uh, the hat trick is up there. I'm going to go in a different direction and hashtag goalie friendly show. We have to shine light on the fact that Mads, the great Dane Sogard, gets his first NHL win in his first NHL game. The guy just seamlessly gets into these pro leagues and just racks up W's like it's no problem at all. And I thought he had to make a lot of really great saves. I thought he was tested and... He, he did it on the road as well. So that's a great job by Mad Sogard. So I'm going to give uh, him a special shout out because Pierre Dorian said he was going to get up here and he's going to get in games. So let's see how many more games. He, he gave DJ Smith enough confidence to be like, hey, I can play you again, I'm sure. So that'll be interesting to see when he gets his next one. 27 saves, only two goals against for Mad yep. Sogard. He looked calm and confident. What I loved about it is after the game, he still said, I can be better than that. I still made some mistakes. And it wasn't perfect. The rebound control was was good, not great. But I love the confidence of, I hope they go back to him here in one of these upcoming games. And when you say the nickname is official, this is courtesy of at Senators with the helmet video from last night. Helmet. 
The Great Dane. The Great Dane is right. That's an awesome little moment there behind the oh, scenes. Yeah. We thought we heard Brady say it on Friday. I don't know if it got lost in translation, but that is clear as day. You love to see a little nickname and shout out to Saeed Kuda who thought of that one. And for those, those saying that the Great Dane has been used before for Danish people, I'd say it's in or disingenuous because none of them are six foot seven, enormous human beings. So yeah, uh, Peter well, Regan didn't exactly uh, exemplify it. Great Dane nickname like Mad Sogard does. No, <laughs> certainly. Uh, so that's good. I like that that you shout him out early. Goalie yep. friendly show. What's your third or third overall second pick? Oh, yeah, true. I forgot I was going back to back here. So I'm really just doing myself a favor. I'm going with the Josh Norris hat trick. I mean, easy. Right when he scored his second goal, I would have bet the I would have bet the whole all of my money in betonline.net account on him getting the third one because the sense guys were going to make that happen. And Joseph, as soon as he got that puck with the empty net, head on a swivel. Where's Norris? There he is. And Norris could have just tried to shoot it from the blue line and hopefully get through a defender's legs or stick. Nah, I'll just split the D, go right through the middle and have a breakaway on an empty net. How about that? So no doubt right there. And Brady, as soon as Brady saw that he had it, he just sits there and watches. Like he doesn't try to join the play or get open or anything. He's like, let's just watch Josh Norris get his first NHL hat trick. So you'll love to see that. And it's nice the the boys can uh, get a hat trick at home. That's a good feeling. Although gross move someone throwing a Leafs hat on the ice who brings a Leafs hat to a Sens game when the Leafs aren't playing that's just absolutely disgusting so hopefully that uh, hat got uh, disposed of properly yeah but by what being buried six feet deep burned buried and then put in a bottle and sent down the St. Lawrence River yeah I, I can't think <laughs> of a better spot <laughs> maybe the Ottawa River though I don't know if you how are you gonna get it to the St. Lawrence I don't know. That's just that's just the first thing I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And how about Josh Norris becoming the sixth Ottawa Senator yeah. to score a hat trick? And he finally season. gets the bike helmet. He finally gets the bike helmet and shades handed out by Mad Sogard, and there he is looking good. And of course, all class from Josh Norris saying this one is for Eugene. This one's also for your contract, buddy, because now. He is in a class that hasn't been in session since 2011-2012. Josh Norris, the first 30-goal scorer yes. for the Ottawa Senators in a decade. And if you listen to Friday's Locked On Senators, you would have had an inkling that that may have been the case. Now, it was a hat-trick of one goal. I didn't want to guarantee anything. But as I said, we're going to take credit for it when it happens. So that, those are two great ones right off the bat. And Hey, just while I was pulling up the send stats, you know, uh, Matthew Joseph leads the NHL in April scoring one more, <laughs> one above Alex Barkov, who's played an extra Oop. game as well. So shout out, uh, shout out that there. Um, my third one, this is going a bit off the board, but Jake Sanderson getting to experience that as his first <laughs> nice. live game. At yep. the CTC. That was an electric Over building. Over 16,000, yep. All afternoon. And for a guy coming from a pro-like environment at North Dakota, I don't think it can be understated that he's coming in there. You don't want him to be underwhelmed and be like, all right, it's like a Tuesday game in the middle of January against against the Red Wings. It doesn't have to be a different team. That was a great atmosphere. Shout out Sens fans for packing the barn 
and getting it loud and borderline obnoxious, which was exactly what you want to see. It was, it was, uh, it was an engaged group. So I think that for Jake Sanderson, seeing that as his first live game in, in Ottawa, right? Because he got drafted. They didn't even have dev camp. He's never even been to Ottawa since exactly. becoming a senator. So He's only that, been to Ottawa for a grade eight field trip, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, not only that, Pilsy, but when you look at, uh, at the senator's scratches going into the box, instead, they used to be up in the press box. But now they've got the box there. They're more accessible to fans. So I'm sure he got a great first glimpse of what being an NHL or in Ottawa is like. And I think that that's awesome. So I'm going to give him a little shout out for being in the barn. And then obviously we'll get to a couple of quotes here at the end of today's show. But uh, yeah, I want to shout out uh, Jake Sanderson for that performance as well. And then, of course, we can't end the weekend without giving a shout out. So I'll take the Melnick tribute as well as, as one of my top four moments. Uh, from this weekend just very well done very classy by the organization I thought that again the Ukrainian national anthem just added a nice touch to it as well so I'll take Jake Sanderson's first game at the CTC and the Melnick tribute for my two so now I've got those two and Matthew Joseph you have Mad Sogard and Josh Norris and now you've got two more all right I'll ask this in the form of a question who is the Ottawa Senator who was drafted third overall and is on a three-game point streak, who is Tim Stutzla. And (laughs) that is absolutely incredible that he was able to get an assist in both games up against Lucas Raymond. Maybe Lucas Raymond had the the first laugh, but Timmy got the last laugh there, winning both games, getting points in both. And Ross, he's making me look like a goddamn fool right now because it is so, so very likely that he's going to get 50 points this season. And I can't wait for it to happen. And not only do I want him to get 50 points, Ross, though, but I want him to score some more goals because as it sits right now, the Ottawa Senators will only have two players that hit the 20-goal mark. And sure, Josh Norris has 30, so 10 Mm -hmm. extra. But that's not great when you're looking at the final stats for a regular 82-game season and only two players hit 20 goals. So uh, Tim Stutzla is at 14 Alex Formanton's at 15, Drake Batherson's at 13. So there's enough runway for them to get there, but it would be great if Timmy could hit 20 goals. Yes, that would be another fantastic milestone. So now we've just accepted that 50 points is going to happen. We just, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I said he was going to get 50 points consistently. So here, here it starts. You know what I loved about Timmy's game Sunday is it did not start well. It was uh, a struggle in the first period. He had a few giveaways on the power play, bringing the yeah. puck up, but he stuck with it and, as you mentioned it to, as well, big face-off guy. I think it was in the Six for 10, 60%. That's it, man. So that's good stuff. So Tim Stutzla, before you get to your last one, we each have one left. I think this is a great place to throw in a little note from our friends at betonline.net. It's the only sports book that we trust. And the one that I robbed this weekend with a pair of Senators victories, it's betonline.net. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, you can even bet on fun props like where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot, not only for gambling, but also you can get your sports scores, your podcast there, everything. Pilsy, at BetOnline.net tonight, are you on the Tar Heels or the Jayhawks for the national championship? Gotta be Tar Heels. I mean, they they put Coach K's career underground. I thought you said put, put Coach K in a coffin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's six feet deep now, and uh, they're going all the way. I, I'm definitely on the Tar Heels. Let's go. 
All right, you can get that at betonline.net. It's your online sportsbook, and tonight the Tar Heels are plus 170 at betonline.net. So go get that action right now. Check out betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators, on aggregate, defeat the Detroit Red Wings 10-4, to more than doubling up their division. I don't even want to call them rival. Their division doormat for now. We'll see how the rebuild continues in Detroit. I will give a little a little clap. I thought Lucas Raymond was the best Detroit Red Wing this weekend on the ice. He's certainly, certainly not my final moment from the weekend. Pilsy, you've got to finish yours off first. Goalie friendly show. I'll take Anton Forsberg. I All thought right. he had a really good game. And like we talked about, sure, the Sens had momentum for the first two periods, but I don't know what Blashill said in that second intermission, but he got the boys fired up and the Red Wings outshot the Sens 17 to 8 in the third period. And Forsberg had to be sharp, especially they pulled the goalie a couple times, so they had the man advantage. I thought he played a great game. Like the boys are just so confident in Forsberg. Like, I think Norris said to open his uh, press conference, like, yeah, Forsberg was great again. No, no surprise, like, obviously. So having a goalie that the team is very confident in, just it changes everything because you feel lighter on your feet. You don't, you're not holding the stick as tight because you're like, oh, if I make a mistake and it's an odd man rush the other way, it's going in the back of the net. You're like, ah, forsy has got us. Like, I... I can cheat a little offensively to try to score some goals because I've got a guy back there that is our best penalty killer. Like once again, Ross, five for five on uh, Detroit power play shots. He stops them all. Like very rarely does he allow a power play goal against. So I'm shouting out Forsberg because this contract's looking better and better every day. And it is it is an absolute um, amazing feat feet that he has a winning record on this team like that every time I look at that it's just mind-boggling that he's able to have a 16 14 and 3 record on this Ottawa Senators squad yeah it actually it's it's wild it's actually mind-blowing and if we go let's throw the filter on what 25 games played as a goalie seems like enough of a sample size here Anton Forsberg has the 10th best save percentage in the National Hockey League and I'm looking here quickly. Uh, the Islanders. Only Ilya Sorokin has a better save percentage among goalies who are on teams not in the playoffs. He's a 927 save percentage, which is a story for another day. Absolutely insane. But Anton Forsberg, he's got the same save percentage as Andre Vasilevsky. I think that's all you yeah, really need to do go. to kind of explain what he's done. And he's certainly a big reason for the Sens. 10 for 10 penalty kill over the weekend. But Pilsy, I got to go here. And if you're watching on YouTube, the Sen Sickos are back. We got a great quote from Dylan Larkin after this game. I look around and I don't see a lot of joy. I don't see anyone having fun. That's my number four moment of the weekend is Dylan Larkin just getting absolutely sensed. So you love to see that. Yeah, no fun zone for uh, no fly zone, no fun zone for the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, that's tough from your captain who grew up a fan of the team saying there's not a lot of joy around here. Yikes. A lot of joy on this podcast. Yeah, I'm and feeling if, joyful. And if you want more, you can check out at Sense Central and our YouTube page. The postcasts are elite. Martian was boots on the ground on the Sunday game. And Pilsy and I went, uh, went a little duo style or a duet on Friday as Martian had other things to do, but a win's a win's a win. And we got lots, 
to get into from that. But we also want to finish the show by recapping Belleville's weekend and Jake Sanderson, who we've discussed in this one. And let us know whose Mount Rushmore is better. You've got Anton Forsberg, Mad Sogard, Tim Stutzla, and Josh Norris. I've got the Melnick Tribute. I've got Mattia Joseph, league leader in points in April. I've got Jake Sanderson witnessing that as his first game at the CTC. And the Sens sensing the captain of the Detroit Red Wings. So let us know who's you like more. Or you can just tell them they're all great. We'll accept that as an answer as well. Appreciate all the engagement. Last month was a complete record setter for us. And we just want to keep that ball rolling. And I hope the ball gets rolling on Jake Sanderson's career. But it sounds like he said that, and I hope this is just him playing it down. He said he's not sure if he's going to be able to get into games at the end of this season. But because it's a hand injury, reports are he has been skating with Shane Pinto. Yeah, I, I'm trying to temper my expectations. I I think I would be very sad if it happens after April 23rd, but at least it's happening. And hey, maybe I'll stick around Ottawa for a little longer to get a live viewing of Jake Sanderson's debut. That might be in the cards for sure. But it, it's great that he's here talking to media. I love a lot of his quotes. Uh, the fact that he moved in with Brady is pretty sweet. And also, that must be cool to be a young guy moving in with a captain, a guy who feels like he's a veteran, a guy like a hockey guy through and through. We just talked about it, but he's only a few years older. Like it's not like normally like where the young guy moves in with the the grizzled vet of the team, and it's like, well we're from literally two different generations here. I was born 15 years before you. Like we don't really, we're not really on the same level here and I can just kind of be your dad. Well, Brady Kachuk is like, is like a big brother. So I think that's going to be an awesome living situation. And uh, yeah, that's those two together, Brady Kachuk and Jake Sanderson. That's the future of the Ottawa senators and they're going to do a lot of great things together. So it's great that Sanderson has finally arrived. Oh, it's awesome that he's in Ottawa. His boots on the ground, and you just hope the hand heals up a little bit. He explained that number 85, he likes that it's not a commonly worn number. And as we predicted, he wanted to get number eight in there somewhere. And I mean, there's lots of options, but he went with number 85. And it's kind of a trend with Sens defense. We talked about how 65, when Carlson had it at the start, we're like, huh? And then Thomas Shabbat wears number 72. I don't know if you can count on two hands the amount of people who wear number 72 in the National Hockey League. So it's continuing that trend at least, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting into it. I, I'm down with number 85 here. I got to see single. it on the ice before I'm into it. Like it's still weird for me now, but I think when it's on the ice in a black sense jersey, I'll be okay with it. Yeah, fair enough. So Jake Sanderson, you can watch that full media availability at Senators. You can also head over to at Sen Central. We're retweeting that as well pilsey the belleville senators it's going right down to the wire eh? like they, they're not going to make it easy on themselves going down the stretch no i'm nervous and uh, for those that maybe didn't follow along belleville played three straight games friday saturday and sunday and they got a mixed bag right like they got a win an ot loss and then uh, then a loss and ross i think the worst or probably the worst part about this was for me james neal is still a sends killer like he had a handful of goals. He had some assists and just seeing him score goals on the Senators franchise is just so disheartening. Like he's not even in the NHL. Like just leave us alone. Like leave us alone. And he can't do that because those games, those points that they didn't get, the three uh, points that they didn't get up against the Thunderbirds, 
that could be crucial here. And if you're looking at Belleville's schedule for the rest of the year, Ross, it's intimidating because they play the Utica Comets three times, The one of the best teams, third best team in the entire league. They play them three times in this month. They play the Marlies a bunch, and they play the Rochester Americans a, much, a bunch. So those are good teams that uh, are going to give them a hard time. And with Sogard up here, yeah, there's the standings there. And they're in sixth place. They need to get to fifth place. And it's by points percentage here. So games in hand don't really do you much. You need to win every opportunity you have. I'm officially a little bit nervous. Like uh, before, I was I was just fired up on optimism, being like, yeah, there's no way Belleville will miss. But it's coming right down to the wire. You said it. Wait, you know what? I don't know why Belleville – or sorry, they're, they're still in sixth, so it doesn't make a huge difference. But for some reason, they sorted by points that time when I went to, to AHL. We know that this season it's going to be by points percentage yes. uh, because it's going to be a different amount of games. If you saw there quickly, I'm going to pull up the one uh, that has the proper points percentage standings. It's strange because Rochester's played five more games than Belleville. So it's it's going to be strange coming down the stretch. I just really want to keep Rochester out of the playoffs, that Same. Aaron Dell and, yep. and all that. So they're waking up, though, outside of a playoff spot right now. And that's concerning. There's no no question about that. You need four plays five in a best of three. And then one, two, three gets a bye to the, to the second or first full round. First round, yeah. Kind of like a play-in series, right? So it's, it's going to be extremely nerve-wracking down the stretch here. Belva, what do they have 12 games left something like that yeah so we're gonna be following that along closely how about the goal though Roby Jarventi and Igor Sokolov combining on a two-on-o breakaway that was probably the highlight of the weekend yeah how about two 2020 second round picks hooking up there that looked amazing and Jake Lucini keeps things going um who uh, Sokolov had another goal and I thought McNiven, you know, we've, we've said our, what we think about him, but I yeah. thought he actually had a decent game, uh, the game he did play. So I, I'm not going to blame him on that one, but we, we got to see Gus step up here. Like Gus needs to shut the door and be like, all right, guys, I'm going to carry you to the playoffs. Like this is a team that struggles with scoring. Like Ross, pull up the, uh, the standings again here. If you're watching oh. on YouTube. Yep. One sec. Go ahead. Uh, if you if you see the standings, you're going to see, here it is, the Belleville Sens only 183 goals for. And sure, they've got a couple less games, but even when you look at Laval Rocket, who has a game less than them, 13 more goals. Like, this team needs to pick up some goals. They need to pick up the pace here and start scoring goals. So if that doesn't happen, they need a goaltender that can shut the door. And I think Gustafson, he's got to be up to that task because... This is massive. Belleville hasn't had a chance. Like There has not been playoffs in two years. But now there's playoffs with an extra spot to have an opportunity to get in here. This is massive territory for them. And we want Belleville to go farther. So our boys, Angus Crookshank, Shane Pinto. Well, Mm. no, Shane Pinto Pinto can't. can't. No, I don't think Crooker can either. What? Why not Crooker if they make the playoffs? He's on NHL roster when he got hurt, so he wasn't able to be sent down. Oh, uh, that's yeah. disappointing. I thought they paper transactioned him. No, you can't when a guy's hurt. But to mm. your point, Jake Sanderson, Sanderson is eligible to play. And even though they just qualified for playoffs, um, also Ridley Gregg is eligible to True. go play in Belleville afterwards. So uh, a couple 2020 first round picks that could be hooking up by uh, Belleville. That would mean if they both play there, and I think with Jake Sanderson, it's probably a bit more of an if, although yeah. if his hand's Good to go, and the Sens are done, and they're in playoffs. Why not get Why a few extra you? games yeah. in? That would mean Sanderson, Greg, 
Jarventi, Sokolov, and Reinhardt. Five 2020 draft picks all helping Belleville in a playoff push. We'll see that. Uh, I also, speaking of seeing things, I need to wash my eyes out. Our boy Josh Power from over in England, uh, Send Central Citizen recently, said, we were talking in the postcast last night, what's your beater jersey? Because Martian was saying he's got the Brady with the A, and he thinks that'll be a beater. I've got my Alfie Black one with the A. That's a beater jersey. This one takes the cake. He got this for <laughs> 10 pounds, no, pounds on uh, on eBay. Like, where to even begin on this uniform? Yeah, that's uh, that's like the reverse retro drawing concepts. And they're just like, ah, we don't like this one. Just toss it aside. And then someone in China was like, here's the leaked reverse retro for the Sens. Print a billion of them and sell them for 10 pounds online. But, uh, hey, I I was a fan of the Senegoth jerseys, the gold trim. I want the gold trim with the laurels. I want that back. I like yeah. that. So this, this is... It, eh. Like it's gross, but it's on to something. It's on to and something. how how about the the random white part in the collar? It's the only white on the whole jersey. Yeah, true. Other than the the gladiator's face. Uh, yeah, fair. <laughs> but yeah, there there's something to be had there. That could be reverse retro <laughs> jersey that we're we're seeing. If that's a reverse retro, you may as well take that logo out and use the Brian Five or Six logo in there too. Really, just That'd lean into how awful it is. But I respect the hell out of it, Josh. You should rock that on your first visit to the CTC. I would be. I mean, active. people in the UK wouldn't know the difference. There's like no. Oh, well, actually, no. I shouldn't say that. There's yeah, a lot of Sens fans in the UK. I take that back. I take yeah. that back. You should take that back. All right, Pilsy. Great weekend. Any final thoughts before we go? Tomorrow's a game day for the Ottawa Senators in Montreal. That's going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm excited for it. But before we get to it, any last notes on the weekend? Maybe something we missed. Uh, no, Ross, there is no way we missed a single thing on the weekend. We did like two hours of postcasting. And now we just <laughs> recap the weekend for 45 minutes. So if we missed anything, we recap game on us. We recap the postcast. Yeah, we recapped our recap. <laughs> so we done recap the weekend. Um, one thing I'll say as a final note. Um, does Drake Batherson have a hat trick in yes. the NHL? Yes. Okay. Who is on watch to get their first NHL hat trick up against ba- the Hats Batherson mode? was this year. Remember, it was in that seven five loss to Washington. His dad was there. Remember, his right. dad came down. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's out the window. But if they, if the Sens could go three straight games with people getting their first NHL hat trick, that would be amazing. Uh, Tim Stutzel's already got yeah. one. Brady's got one. Brady's got one. For me? Yeah, for me. That'd be a good one. And then the road to another 20 goal score gets that much closer. You'd be at 18. So, yes, Formington. Your guy. Patrick up against the Montreal Canadiens. Let's go. Hey, your guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's your guy. Um, does Colin White have a hat trick? Probably, Probably not. not. He had a two-goal game against Calgary last year. Yep. No two-goal games in 2019, 2020. And then in 2018, he had two two-goal games. Few three point performances, but no hat tricks for Colin White in the NHL. So maybe he'll be my he'll be my horse. Actually, in this that's a good one too because Kent Hughes would uh, he would really be Ooh. interested in acquiring Colin White if he gets a Hattie up against. Wait, him. I like that too. You think that it's going to be a Hattie tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, we got to keep three <laughs> Hattie, three straight Hatties, Ross. Come on. Three straight with three goal performances. It does have a nice je ne sais quoi about it. A prochaine, we're going to talk tomorrow about that game in La Belle Provence when the Senators head back to the Bell Center to take on a Canadiens team that continues 
to produce points with Martin St. Louis. So how can the Senators yeah. avenge their loss? And not only that, but they haven't beaten Montreal yet this year. And that in itself is disgusting and disturbing. Yeah. And the Senators have a chance to win three games in a row for the first time since. Have they done it this year? Yeah. Uh, no. The Senators have. Yes, they did. Sorry. I knew they did. But here, here's the caveat. They have won three games in a row once this year. December 2nd, 4th, and 6th. Only one of them was in regulation. And that regulation win, they got outshot 49-20. to The other two games were a win in overtime. Brady Kachuk had the winner against Colorado. And then the shootout against New Jersey where Timmy dazzled in that one. But this is an opportunity to get three straight regulation wins for the first time this season. So we'll discuss tomorrow if they can get that done for today we say goodbye for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan go follow the show on twitter at send central instagram locked on dot senators and get your tickets for the game on april 23rd against yeah the montreal canadians but for today we say goodbye have a great day we'll chat tomorrow this has been the locked on senators podcast your team every day